welcome to the Tenerife Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> it's been so long. I know. It's like we didn't spend 24 hours together or anything. <laughs> it's just a life slumber party. It is. So, yeah, welcome to our podcast, Justine. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's been so long. It's been at least a week. It's been at least a week. Yes, but since our last podcast, so much has happened in the world. Like terrible things? Well, Gary Marshall died. Yeah, that's like the things I'm talking, like you're talking about the terrible things, right? No, also we saw Ghostbusters. Oh, we did say go, go, yeah, we did see Ghostbusters. <laughs> Try again? Yeah, we did see Ghostbusters. Jimmy had a birthday. Happy birthday, Jimmy. It's your mom's birthday. It is my mommy's birthday today. I sent her a picture of Xander cocooned on the couch in a blanket and said, here's a happy birthday p- picture from your grandpuppy. Oh, see, I'm just saying a lot of, a lot's been going on. This is true. I forgot about all of the things. I just remember the terrible things. That's what I'm here for. But we're still here. We survived. We survived. We're still post-apocalypse. We're still, we're chugging. Mm-hmm. Chugging along. Watching those rom-coms. Watching those rom-coms. Well, if you didn't know by now because we are in season two season two what's up our podcast is a slumber party filled rom-com experience Mm. i like calling it an experience (laughs) it's not just something that just happens it's like it's a it's a full-blown production that we have going on now yep (laughs) but yeah we started all the way back in 1918, and we've reached the 90s of rom-com. Yeah, that's what we did all of last year. We watch movies every week. Every week. Ro- yes. Romantic comedies. Romantic comedies every week. Which they are movies. Yes. And they are a genre mm-hmm. that has stood the test of time and is deserves better recognition. Yes. So what are we watching today? Today. Today we're going a little outside of our box and our comfort zone, I think. A little bit. A little bit, but it's good. We're learning. Uh, we're watching a Bollywood film. Mm-hmm. It's 1994's Anda Zapna Apna. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll learn. Maybe we'll learn. Find out after the break. Will they learn? <laughs> it's a question that's rocked the film industry for years. <laughs> yes. Um, it's on Netflix streaming. Here's the description. Broke and with no concrete plans for the future, two young men discover that a stunning heiress lives nearby and try to charm her into marriage. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds... Well... Actually, it sounds like His Girl Friday. Kind of. Except they know each other already. Yes. But, like, that sounds like a horrible friendship. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I did watch the trailer and you know, look things up on the internet. It's very highly spoken about in forums. Okay. Let's open our eyes. Yeah. It it looked slapsticky and goofy, and I don't know. I've never watched a Bollywood film before. I've seen clips. You've seen clips of different ones. Mm Mm-hmm. I've also seen Bollywood dance on So You Think You Can Dance. Mm Mm-hmm. It tells a story with their hands. Yes. They mean things. They mean things. And if you, like, actually screw up, you can offend people. <laughs> I learned that. It's good to know. It is. So this movie stars Amir Khan, Salman Khan, and Ravina Tendon. 
It is directed by Rajkumar Santoshi. It's not rated because it's a foreign film. The language is Hindi. It's two hours and 39 minutes. I think that was the same length as Funny Girl. <laughs> but at least Funny Girl had an intermission. Yeah. It's rated three and a half stars on Netflix. This is one of the longest movies we are watching. Yep. Yep. And the Bollywood films we have in our future are even longer. They are? Longer? How do you get longer than that? When there are three hours and seven minutes. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's so long. I mean, I guess the the movie theater is a place of air conditioning, and it's nice to have that length sometimes, but sometimes it's just too damn long. Like, edit people. <laughs> Peter Jackson, you are a top offender. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this is like Lord of the Rings. Maybe. We'll find out. Or is it like The Hobbit? Ooh. Major shade has been thrown. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a very snappy, bitchy mood today, apparently. <laughs> Shall we watch this movie? Let's watch this movie. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't make us angry. Or fall asleep. Or fall asleep. We'll that have is... snacks. We'll have a sugar break. Yes. And then we'll hop on here and be crazy. Yep. Sounds awesome. All right. I love it. All right. All right. Cut the tape, please. <laughs> hey, guys. We're back. We just watched Andy Zapnapna. What is the title again? Andy <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like saying it as fast as I can. That's it. Because that's how fast they were talking in the movie? Yes. You had to read very fast. Everything was fast. I got lost a lot. Yeah. I was like, who are these magic people that I don't have never seen before and are talking strangely? There's a lot of dudes. Lots of dudes that look alike. Mm-hmm. Lots of dudes that have magical powers. Yeah. A guy in a cape. And they all keep changing their hair. Yeah, it's like, because apparently the movie took three years to make. Mm -hmm. So we have like three years of hairstyles. They got like the mega mullet, the feather hair, and then like the 90s, like Danny Tanner. Yeah. yeah. It went from Uncle Jesse to Uncle Joey to Danny, Danny Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> all in one movie. Yep. Also, the music was like Miami Vice <laughs> mixed in with like a Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting some really cool dancing. Yeah. Some some wonderful singing. They were singing. There was lots of singing, but there wasn't like awesome Bollywood dancing like you know like the big dance number like they had at the end of Slumdog Millionaire. Like I was wanting that. Yeah, maybe in other movies, future movies to come. Okay. Not for this movie where they all hated each other and... Then loved each other. Yeah. This is a movie about dual identities. I don't know what this movie was about. <laughs> that was the other confusing thing, too, was that they would switch names and there were twins and just, like, pretending to be other people and costumes and stuff. It was kind of ridiculous to follow. Especially when it's in a different language. Yeah. And it's making like 10,000 billion movie references to other movies from India. Yeah. It was a big hit because, well, not a big, it became a big hit because, because it, yeah. it was like a cult classic movie of like referencing movies, which we love movies that reference movies. Yeah. I just don't, I was so confused. Yeah. 
Yeah, and every time I'd like I'd look down to write something, I'd look back up and be like, "What did I miss? <laughs> Ten things just happened. I don't know." <laughs> it was really fast paced. Except you could take a break during the songs, during the musical segments, because yeah. they would just repeat the same like four lines over yeah. and over in the songs. And I was like, okay, I can take like a mental break. I can take a drink of water. I can take a nap here for like a second. Yeah, Ashley and I had to like do half an hour check-ins to be like, are you getting this? <laughs> <laughs> He's with this and then they were doing the okay <laughs> and then the villains from rocky and bullwinkle showed up yeah it was very like i wrote this in 10th grade oh see i was going like in third oh, grade i meant to say as a 10 year old there you go that's better blah, 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 blah. i wrote this in fourth grade like i would be concerned if a 10th grader wrote <laughs> this <laughs> oh no it's it's very cartoony it's just there's a lot of things that are funny because I'm like, they're funny. They're funny things to see. Yes. No, there was some stuff that I, I like really enjoyed, like mm -hmm. just with how ridiculous they were. Because they all commit to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the facial expressions and like the ridiculousnesses of like of certain things. Yeah. But dude, like those were so far and like limited between one another the movie is just so long yeah and i know i'm also gonna deduct points in the end for not being a romance yeah this was a bromance <laughs> this was this was this was like two friends meeting for the first time yeah and falling two people in who have opposite goals you know they're working against each other but then they team up and they become they become besties yeah they're enemies that become friends. And then there's women who they get married to. <laughs> that we don't really know much about, except for that they've switched places and that they're like Queen Amidala twins. <laughs> I like it. That's how I explained it to you. You're like, what is happening? I was like, dude, they pull the Queen Amidala. Because <laughs> it was like so fast. I had like looked down at something and I'm like, wait, what? What just happened? Like, wait, wait, wait. I don't. Why is she crying all of a sudden? What is... What? Yeah, if you looked at... It's like they like to start a lot of scenes with like, okay, now we're going to kidnap them. They wouldn't like build into a scene. It wouldn't have like uh, scene climaxes. It was just like, and this is what we're going to do next. Da -da 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 -da, and then 10 references to something else. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, let's go. So I never knew when the part to write down was. Yeah. <laughs> and then the beginning was so long. Yes, the beginning set up like their whole life stories. Yeah, we got complete backstories on both of our dudes. Not necessary. Oh. That was like a half an hour and that was like when we first had to stop because it was just like, okay, can we edit this out, Justine? Yeah. Are you still awake? <laughs> and I think it only got really boring towards the end. Well, they because they kept on saying they were going to do a couple different things. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're going to do something at the fair or something and then that didn't happen i was like oh okay so then they're gonna kidnap the other guy and then that didn't happen i was just like i can't i don't know what's happening <laughs> why are they all talking to each other and this gets flipped to that and then this gets flipped back like a lot of those things happen like they did like the funny moment four times yeah and i'm like you don't need four like funny things happening in this one scene you just need one yeah that pretty much encapsulates all of my feelings <laughs> that I remember. But I, I like don't remember the first like uh, like hour and 20 minutes of this movie. 
You mean the first half? You mean the half first, of the I, movie? I don't remember half of the... Because everything was so quick. There was just so much information that I just couldn't, like, contain it all in my tiny little beautiful blonde head. That's good because I don't <laughs> think I remember the second half of the movie. <laughs> okay. I don't know how we're going to talk about this movie. I keep saying that. Like, I don't know. I don't... This I was, liked it. Yeah. It wasn't a romantic comedy. No, but it was silly. It was like a childlike version of I Love You, Man. Yeah, I, was, I would put it on for the kids. Yeah, yeah. There was lots of Punch and Judy humor in a way. Women hiding who they really were. Mm-hmm. Everybody hiding who they That's what I said. It's a movie. Oh, yeah, everybody hiding who they were. That's what, that's what it was. Mistaken identities and hiding your true selves and your intentions. I really want to know what that title really means. And hitmen. Oh, yeah, and random hitmen. What if we just literally translate the title? It's going to be like, surprise, fun, fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? And this apta, apta, a translation. Everyone has their own style. What? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, because they weren't being themselves. They were just being other people. Everyone, what was it? Everyone has their own style. No. (laughs) False. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to give this a better title? I liked my title, which was Surprise Fun Fun. (laughs) But it wasn't fun fun. They were having fun fun. They were having fun fun. I was sitting over here having a panic attack because I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And I had to talk about this on a podcast. That's the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I've already had enough panic attacks today, Justine. Uh, Just don't worry. I got this. I got this. Not, I don't think all of the information was absolutely necessary. I got the basics. Yeah, I got the basics, too. I think that's all we need. Okay. I just, I just, like, whenever people were, there was, like, constant talking. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, I need to make that clear to anybody who wants to watch this movie. It is three hours of talking <laughs> in another language, sometimes with the little bits of English thrown in there because the British are dicks. <laughs> but, like, What? Oh, there's just so, like, how how do you stay focused on that for, for so long? Like, how would you go to a movie theater for three hours? Like, at least in Lord of the Rings, they had really pretty sweeping New Zealand shots. Maybe they're smarter than us. Okay, maybe. I will concede to that. They can take in more information than our dumb American brains. Yeah, this is very possible. I mean, I, I literally, my eye is twitching. <laughs> you can close your eyes for this podcast. They won't mind. Oh, okay. They can't see. So the film starts out with a dream. A, like, five-tier sequence dream. It's like freaking Inception. <laughs> oh, in the beginning, I don't know who's who. No, wait. This is Amar. Is it? Or Amar is, it? is the first one that we were introduced to. Okay. We have Amar and Prem, and I'm going to get them mixed up. Yes. 100% guaranteed mixed up. Yes. They had the same mullet. 
they were just slightly different looking in the face. Yes. They changed clothes a lot, like every scene. Yes, they didn't have like any identifying marker that like you could keep with one. Like I was like, oh, they're going to wear this hat or these like this shirt or whatever through a few of these scenes. So I'll be able to like pick up on who is who because of the mannerisms. I'll be able to have a visual reference. No, Mm -mm. no, there was none of that. They like changed shirts as soon as the dance number started, I think, or something like that. Like the hats went away. Every scene. They had a clothing budget out the window. (laughs) Yeah. Way too, like these guys had more clothes than I do. Yeah. Um, so Amar is the first guy we meet. He's having a dream. We don't know it's a dream yet, but I think halfway through we're like, it's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah, because it was just like too perfect or whatever. And it was going really fast. Yeah. So he's having this dream about meeting a pretty girl on the side of the road and then taking her to her film set. Her name is Miss Juhi. Juhi? 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 So in this dream she's a movie star and the guy they they like fall in love because he drove her he rescued her from the side of the road yeah and so he gets jealous of her co-stars so she's like we'll get married and i'll quit acting and he's like no you don't quit acting but i'll pick your (laughs) co-stars and then they get married and right as they're about to be officially married his dad wakes him up yes in their store? They're like their a barber shop. Yeah. They're a barbershop quartet. No. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Yeah. So he has this fight with his dad because he's a barber. And Amar wants to open a bangle shop instead to meet women. He's like, no, we'll be all fancy and be all rich and stuff. Pretty much... Amar- he wanted to fondle women. That's what I got from that scene. Because he was just like, I, we could touch them ever so softly. And then when they protest about it not being, like, fittable or something like that, we will we will guide them through that. I'm like, what is this movie? Amar's a deadbeat. He's just taking money from his father and not contributing. Yeah, he stole a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And so did... Prem, who we meet next. Oh, maybe I'm getting them confused. They bit. They did similar things. Yeah. Where Prem is um, in the film business, and he stole the money from his dad to get like headshots or whatever. I don't know. Oh, to support this yeah. guy's to support this producer's production company. Yeah, so that he can be cast and everything. But yet they're not doing anything. The guy's just taking his money. Yeah, he's also. Is the other dad, we meet the other dad complaining about his son, which is Prem. Yes. So it's like we meet the dads and their sons who are lazy layabouts. But then we see the news that Ravina is coming to India to get married. Ravina from London. Mm. Oh, so she arrives and she has an assistant, Karishma. Karishma, yeah. So they say they want a romantic and intelligent guy. They, t- they say that to the press. And so Amar finds out Ravina is basically a jackpot because she's the heiress and she's worth a lot of money. She's worth 500 million. Yeah. Oh, and then Prem reads about her too. And here's what I didn't like about Prem. His producer wanted him to trap her for their production company so that they were going to make her a star. Yeah, he's like, come bring her. 
We shall kidnap her and make her our star. Then we'll only do English movies. We'll only speak English. You know English, right? It's like, oh, yeah. And then Amar convinces his dad that they'll be rich. All he has to do is borrow money. Though his dad doesn't believe him, I don't think. No. He's like, we're going to be rich. You're going to have these fancy suits. I just need this money from you. Bye. So how does he get the money? Because his dad didn't seem like he was going to give him the money. Oh, here's what they do. Prem sells one of his ancestors' house or some house that his dad owned. And then Amar sold his dad's barber shop. Yeah, I knew that Amar sold the barber shop, but I couldn't figure out what Prem did. He sold a house. He's but how, how did he? How did he? I don't know, but they are like major jerks in the first 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, I don't, I have very little recollection. I remember the barber shop and the barbers like out on the lawn, just like still shaving this dude. Mm -hmm. And that's all I remember. I was like, that's kind of funny, but what is happening? Yeah, because he got kicked out by Amar. Yeah. Then we randomly meet the bad guy. Yeah, who has like Mr. Claw appearances in <laughs> the movie. Like, you don't know who this dude is, but he's, like, very Bond villain. Yeah. His name's Tasia, which we'll learn later. This first time we meet him, I'm just like, I guess he's a villain? But he's, like, also interested in Ravina coming, but we know it's for, like, bad reasons. We assume it's for bad reasons. Because he's in a darkened room, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Then we see Ravina looking through headshots, because <laughs> that's how you find a date. Yeah. She's not satisfied with the looks of these men. Isn't that how you pick your dates? Yep. She swiped whatever way is the negative way. <laughs> On... Swipe left? Yeah. Swipe left, motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't use Tinder. That has only existed in the last three years, and I have been relatively in a relationship. You've been happily married. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> no. I have been in a relationship for three years. I don't know what this Tinder business is. So we've gotten through that really quickly. Because like I said, other stuff happens. I don't know what it is. They talk at each other. They talk at each other. But then our two guys meet to, to take the bus to the town wherever Ravina is. Yes, because they're going to like insert themselves into her life somehow. Yeah. There's like this whole like uh, this is like this whole audition process. Well, the, the big group of guys is already out there. Like all these men are going in mass to like bachelorette Ravina, <laughs> but she didn't have any roses. She did. The other guy knocked it out of her hand while he's wearing a fake beard. Oh yeah, he did. Jerk. I don't remember which one that was. Amar and Prem got, like, dressed up in so many different costumes. I don't remember which one was which. No, that's the thing, too. You couldn't tell who they were when they, like, covered their whole faces. And they both did. I was just like, what is this? And they changed their voices. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, who is this random dude who's, like, really pissy about things? Yeah, and I didn't know if they were just meant to play another character or if they were meant to be in disguise at first. But they were meant to be in disguise. Yes. I was like, Austin Powers? <laughs> So they meet each other on the bus. They lie to each other about their wealth. And they have, like, internal monologue. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> this guy's as big of a liar as I am. And then they have a song together. Which was very awesome. I loved the bus song. Yeah. 
because they they sing about being smart chaps in search of a lass. Yeah. <laughs> they learn that they have the same goal, so they're like, yeah. We're gonna win this girl. We're dancing on top of a bus. Because it's fun. But they, like, have magical powers. They, like, snap, like, freaking bewitched. And all of a sudden, they, like, disappear and reappear of, like, Andorra. Mm Mm-hmm. Did. That was just, like, those snap cut, jump cut things. And it's like, what is happening? Their new friendship is instantly ruined because they fight. And then they steal each other's wallets. And get taken to the police station. For causing a fight. For causing a fight. But the cop thinks that they're like some duo group or something. Well, they're ruffians. Well, yeah, but like the the inspector. Mm. Like he doesn't interrogate them or whatever. The cop is like, uh, the police officer who brings them in is really upset because his inspector chief dude is not listening and is just like talking to them. And they're, like, trying to talk their way out of it. And so I, I don't know what that whole scene was about. <laughs> that's what ha- that's what I remember happening. A lot of people in this movie try to talk their way out of situations. I don't know if it's, like, a Bollywood thing. thing? Yeah. But, like, even out of, like, so-and-so's gonna kill that guy. And they try to talk their way out of it. There was a lot of, like, explaining and pushing the other guy in front and, like, getting out of it. Yeah, trying to get your weasel your way out of it kind of thing. It's not, like, talking your way and, like, having a direct conversation about it. It's, I'm going to lie until they believe me. Yeah. So then then they get thrown in jail? Or no? So they had picked each other's pockets. For some reason, they have photos of themselves in their own wallets. So during separate police interrogation... One of them hangs up the picture of the other on a board that says, like, watch out for these pickpockets. Oh, yeah. And when the one guy brings the inspector over, he's like, look at this criminal. And they look at the board and it's him. The other guy had swapped the photo. So one of them gets thrown in jail, but he doesn't stay in jail. (laughs) Because, like, the next day or that night, Amar gets a room at this hotel yeah, I just... and, and then he goes in the bed, and Prem's in the bed. <laughs> I thought he was in jail. I thought they both ended up in jail, and that, like, it wasn't a hotel room. I don't know. I was, like, really confused, because I was trying to keep up with what was going on in this movie. This part was confusing. So they start, like, fighting with each other, fist fighting, and then, like, the hotel proprietor comes in and says, what's all this noise? And then they pretend to be brothers. Yeah, and they're just rough housing yeah some more lying next day they get tea together then there's this third guy this third guy says that he also wants to date her marry her and he tells them you have to get a ticket for an interview i don't remember this part at all (laughs) did i fall asleep i don't know You were like, who is this guy? I remember you were like, who's this third guy? And then I was like, I don't know. He wants what they want. Um, But then this is when they disguise themselves as her uncles. Oh, yeah. Okay. So instead of using that information of getting a ticket, they're just like, we'll just get crazy disguises. We don't need no stinking tickets. We don't need information to this. We're not going to properly play by the rules. Yeah, so when in their disguises as these old men, they tell the huge crowd of men that she's already been engaged 
it's when she was younger, it's arranged that she's going to marry Amar. <gasps> At least that's what Amar says to the crowd. Yeah. But then, like, when Amar's talking to Ravina, he, like, says... He was, like, abusing her. Yeah. They touch each other a lot. Well, they touch the women a lot. Well, it, like, not, like, just touching. He was, like, grabbing her and spinning her. And I don't... It, it was, like aggressive because she didn't want any she didn't want to be around him she didn't want she wanted him to stop yeah because she's like i do not know you as an uncle but like he takes he gestures and like takes off his beard and then she's like oh and has him like she calls the guards but he like runs away but then they prem is there too still and so she has the guards her her hitman posse guards like beat him up so Prem gets beaten up by her guards, her her posse. Yeah, her posse. So then the other guy, the third, says, you have to take turns wooing Ravina. So flip a coin to choose who goes first. It became the selection all over again. Yeah. That book. And then I think it's Amar. He wins the coin toss because he is controlling it and he cheats it. Yeah, and then they go into the another the second dance number where she has no desire to be around him whatsoever. Yeah, he's like abusing her. This is the one where they're in the park. So he's yeah. like stalking her and like pushing her and abusing her. Yeah. Until she hits him with a big stick. And then a third man comes out to call police. Now this was the plan of theirs to get him in her house by having her hit him. He'll pretend to be unconscious. And then wake up with amnesia. Yeah. So she'll, like, be around him and feel bad for him. But why did Prim go along with the plan? I don't think he did. I He came in as the doctor to prove oh, Amar so it wrong. Was, it was Amar and the other guy's plan, the guy with the hat. Yeah. Okay. This is so confusing. <laughs> um, I don't know why, because they say, because he says Robert's name. Amar, because he's not supposed to know anything, but he says the Amar's name, and I thought he'd get kicked out by then, but he's not. He's still there. Yeah. But that's confusing to me. This whole, like, subplot was confusing, the amnesia plot. Yeah. Well, then we learned that that bad guy we met earlier is a twin. <laughs> yeah, he's the twin of their father. Of Ravina's rich dad. Yeah. He's the twin. And... He's been, he's a swindler and he's out of jail and he's got hitmen and he wants them to kill Ravina's father and her. Yes. That's their mission. And these hitmen are the, are the guys that are in Ravina's posse. Yes. So he's like Scar from The Lion King. Yeah. He's trying to kill Simba so that he can be king. Then Amar is pretending he's blind and then, um... Prem shows up pretending to be a police doctor. Yeah. And then he, like, beats him over the head a bunch of times. This was, like, very violent and just confusing. It's cartoony. It's very Punch and Judy, which I never really liked Punch and Judy, so... Yeah. They talked about... They, they were talking over Amar that if he's been hit in the head, so Prem says, well, let's hit him in the head again, and maybe he'll remember who he is. Yeah. So he's using the whole, like, oh, he's my enemy. I'm just going to hit him more. I'm just going to murder him. Yeah. 
And then Ravina's like, well, I hit him first, so I should hit him. Yeah. And then the the personal assistant, Krishna. Is it Krishna or Krishma? I thought it was Krishma. 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 This is where she's starting to fall for the... For Prem. And this is also like Prem's second hairstyle in the movie. This is year two of filming. Yeah. Gone are the the mullet locks. Yeah, this is the feather. This is the Scott Bayo. Yeah. This is the Scott Bayo. God damn it, Scott Bayo. Get out of here. So yeah, there's this starting love obsession with Karishma, the personal assistant, falling for Prem. While Prem is trying to also they, like, get Ravina. The way that they fall in love is like they're hypnotizing each other like snakes. <laughs> like going back and forth with really wide eyes and like rocking your head back and forth and being like, you're gonna fall in love with me. But I think like one of the big points of being uh, a movie that is in a... Uh, a region where there's so many languages is that you can watch this without knowing what they're saying at all and movements like that being like oh they're in love now yeah no i really i liked that about it it's just it's like this is stuff that we we don't have yeah yeah like you said they, there's this need for for overexpression so that you make your point very clear whereas american movies we don't give a fuck y'all should learn america <laughs> This is not our real belief. We, no. we definitely understand that there's no national language here in America and you can speak whatever you want. Oh, yes, yes. That's not, no, that's not what I was doing. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Just make sure your audio doesn't get taken out of context. <laughs> I'm not a crazy person from America. I'm educated. So? So? They, um, so they hit him on the head again and give... Give him our horse tranquilizer, which makes him nay. That's how you knew it was horse tranquilizer. <laughs> it looked like urine. Ew. It was bright yellow. Then we see um the posse, who were, I have their names. One of them was Robert, and the other one was Bala. Oh, I thought it was, I just, I remember Robert, because he was, He didn't say the name until the very, 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 very end. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, Robert, you must- do this and it was very his like most of his dialogue was in english Mm -hmm. and in so it was just very interesting that i got robert's name but i didn't get the other guy's name because most of his dialogue was in english and i i feel like he did say his name at some point i did not get a chance to write it down until the very end yeah so those two guys robert and bala bala they have a bouquet of flowers with a time bomb yeah, in them. Again, this is when I was like, these guys are the Rocky and Bullwinkle villains. Like, they're just, they're trying to kill Bullwinkle and they're being foiled at every turn. Yes, their intention was to kill Ravina, but the, the two guys find the bouquet and they like fight over who should be the one who delivers it to her. And it ends up getting tossed out the window right next to our bad guys. Yes. Who get their back of their clothes blown off. Yes. You can see their underpants. <laughs> and their backs. Learn. We learn from the bad guys that the guy's dad, the, the, the dad, the dad, his money, 
the rich guy. His money is now all in diamond form. <laughs> all of his life savings. I just like how the dad just all of a sudden appears. Mm-hmm. Like we had to link all of this stuff together. This was like not set up really well at all. It was like, we have this bad guy character. What is his purpose? What is, why does he want them? Why does he want her dead so much? And Because he's the evil twin. Yeah, but we didn't know that. Right. It's been a long, it's been a long haul for us. <laughs> I Like, I don't mind when movies, like, don't give away certain things in the beginning, but you have to have, like, a logical path for it to follow. This was just, like, a Rocky and Bullwinkle sketch. This was just like that. This was Wiley Coyote running around trying to drop an anvil on the, the Roadrunner. Road yeah, that's exactly... Yes. So it was just trying trying to make a coherent like way of forming this movie. It's just it's really hard. Okay, let's continue. Yes. Prem has another treatment for Amar, and that's making him eat spicy food. <laughs> he just is torturing him. But then later Amar messes with Prem's food by putting laxatives in it. Yes. So then when Prem meets with Ravina, he's got a poo. A lot. A lot. And every time he comes out even more sweaty and disheveled. Yeah, and the way that they could they told you that he had to poo was this like bubble machine sound effect. It sounded like boiling water. Yeah, it was like Yeah, you know the feeling. I mean, yeah, no, totally. That's exact I just I loved that the like the little sound effects. I loved those in this. Oh, just when you thought this movie couldn't get even more confusing, we get introduced now to Crime Master Gogo. <laughs> Crime Master Gogo. I really wanted him to wear Gogo boots so bad. <laughs> who is just a character who's an homage to another character in an in- indie Indian movie. Yes. Who jumps into frame. <laughs> I kind of want to be Crime Master Gogo for Halloween. <laughs> Although he looks a lot like the devil. Oh, see, I thought he looked a lot like uh, Danny Trejo in a cape. <laughs> With the greasy long hair. Uh, and <laughs> well, besides from the hair, he looked like the devil because he had a cape. Yeah, no, it was red and black. And he had the one red glove. <laughs> Crime Master Gogo. <laughs> yeah, his name wasn't just Gogo. It was Crime Master Gogo. I don't know anything about this guy. No, he just randomly jumped into the scene, and I'm like, who is that? And you're like, Crime Master Gogo, and I'm like, how do you know that? Because that's the only thing he says. He's like, I'm Crime Master Gogo. Like, no plot came with him. It was just like, I'm Crime Master Gogo, I'm here to fuck up your shit. (laughs) I didn't understand it at all. He was against everybody. He wanted the diamonds. So he was against the hitmen. He was against the heroes. He, he was, was just against every... Just He was just random... He was a foil. He was a foil of a foil. <laughs> and that's our halfway through the movie point. Well, I thought Crime Master Gogo came in after the halfway point. We're roughly halfway. We paused it after Crime Master Gogo. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we took a breather after Crime Master Gogo. <laughs> I mean, if if there are any gifts of this movie, I just want them to be of Crime Master Gogo, <laughs> so that like people can understand mm-hmm. 
This movie from 1994 is technically from 1974. Hmm. It's from the 60s meets the 80s. Meets the 90s. Yeah. It was everything. It was everything. So now Prem is in the kitchen. He's dressed as a chef, which I was like, why are you a chef now? <laughs> because he was in, like, the, the uh, it was cut as he was in the bathroom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was in the kitchen. And I'm like, that is unsanitary. <laughs> First and foremost. Secondly, what the fuck is he wearing? He had like like he, strawberries on his hat. He looked like he was uh, going to make some hibachi. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, he did. But with strawberries on his hat. Or were they peppers? I don't know what they were. They were like sewn in. Lo- I, I couldn't follow the scene. So I just kind I, I, I focused in on his hat. <laughs> Me too. And the other guy was there. Right. I don't know what happened between them. I only... Th- know that when krishna came in she tells him that ravina likes music like she says oh she likes music so he's like oh and then there's a song where he's like wooing and this is big pajama party he's in his crazy this was the best part of the entire movie (laughs) you said the bus was the best this was the best part of like the musicals were the best part of the entire movie I really, I feel like I've heard that song. Do you remember what it's about? It's about finding your love, right? Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's what I discerned from it. He was like Juliet wooing what he thought was Ravina in his pajamas, and she was in her pajamas, but she had a um, a, like a veil. Yeah, she was hiding her face and being coy, but it was really um, Krishna. The assistant? Yes. He was wooing but song. It was working. It was working like hardcore. Yeah. But then at the same time, through a pane of glass. Randomly? Yeah. Amar Which, Also and... his hat. <laughs> Amar's hat got a boner when he yeah. saw um, <laughs> Ravina. <Vina. laughs> it's like He's magically. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. This is this is the children's way of showing an erection. <laughs> we do it with hats. Yeah. So like he was mouthing along to the song too, like with a little like heart beats. And yeah, I liked like the dancing. Yeah. No, I loved it. I wanted more. Like if that was what the entire movie was about, I would give this like five stars all the way. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know what you were talking about whatsoever. Because halfway through the song, it's like I don't care what you're talking about. I want to see what you're like the dances and stuff. Like that was cool. Mm-hmm. I really the the emotion was there. I don't need the the words or the subtitles or everything else. Everything else is just information dump. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was two movies in one. They could have been a movie series. Like they could have been a mini series. Ugh. Yeah. So like it's revealed that it's um Karishna that he's been singing to and he like stops singing and he's like, go. <laughs> yeah. More sound effects. The hitmen of the posse now have poison. Prem has a big needle sh- uh, like a he wants to give him a shot. He wants to give Amar a shot, but then Amar's like, oh, 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 I remember everything now. I'm this rich guy. (laughs) I'm this great sports athlete. I played the football. Yeah. And Prem's like, you don't remember that. You're crazy. You're making it up. 
But then, like, the hitmen deliver the drink saying it's Robert's birthday. But then Amar mixes up the drinks because he's like, no, I am a football star. Give me your drinks. And he shows them a football play with the drinks. Which really didn't look like a football play. It looked like a tango. Mm. So, like, yeah, he hands the drinks back and the hitmen are like, oh, no, all the drinks are mixed up and one of them was poison. And then we do the, uh, like, the close-up of each one drinking and it's like, duh, duh. There were some really good, like, little, like, nuggets. Yeah. I liked it when they were all teamed up together with the girls. Yeah. It felt much better. Yeah. So it's like, they realize that the one isn't drinking, but I don't think nothing happens. Because then later, the bad guys are all together with the boss guy. He's been disappointed about their failed attempts, and he's like, I'm going to go do this myself. They're going to go to the fair tomorrow, and I'm going to kill them myself. Myself. Oh, and then the, this, oh, I remember this part now. I fa- I couldn't remember the fair off the top of my head. Because they didn't actually go to a fair. They just had the, the. They went to like a place in the woods. Yeah. They just had that song buggy ride. Yeah. <laughs> which was another, which is again, the best part of the movie. Yeah. Prem and Ravina are to go to the temple, but Amar is in disguise and kidnaps her pretty much and dumps Prem. Yeah. And so then he sings to her. He, like, reveals himself as Amar, and he's singing, and my heart's love is on a platter. And first he's, like, annoying and touchy and gropey, but then, like, the next scene, quote-unquote, but still in the song. Yeah, like, the next dance sequence. (laughs) moody and despondent, and now he's, like, ignoring her, and she's like, I'm sorry, ah, my heart's love is on a platter. And then they fall in love. Yeah, and then they're hugging. So the moral of this story is... If you just ignore her, she will love you. Play hard to get. I disagree on many levels, but that's what the story, the movie is trying to tell me. Right. So they're hugging in that foresty area and the bad guy shows up with the hitmen. I give him calling the bad guy because I kept forgetting his name. Tasia. Scar. He shows up with this like old fashioned gun. Yeah. Like Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i just re- i finally remembered the part that it like what he did like they're in the the uh, amar and ravina are standing in the field and like fl- frolicking in the flowers and he aims the gun at them and like he goes to fire it and it just it like misfires it, yeah it bananas it like gets stuck or something it just nothing happens so he looks into it of course yeah yeah and it bananas it bananas <laughs> He shoots himself in the face like Elmer Fudd. Yes. Exactly like Elmer Fudd. Exactly like Elmer Fudd. Prem and Amar are hanging out. Amar is now gloating, being like, I'm sorry you lost. It's a game, but I'm better at it. I'm better than you. She loves me. Yeah. He's like, I won. And then this is when he goes off and meets up with her assistant, the assistant girl. Yeah. Karishma and Prem have a little meeting too while Amar goes off to have the date with Ravina and Krish- Karishma reveals that she is actually Ravina. Right. And so then I am not who I say I am, which is like the exact same like lines from the woman who was not Indian, but who was what's her face in Bedazzled in um, Help. She was playing an Indian woman in Help. And that's what she said too. Like, I am not what I seem. <laughs> That's what it kept reminding me of. Yeah. 
Um, but then <laughs> we go to the date. <laughs> Which is just pretty funny. Oh, wait. Her explanation was, though, um, I wanted a boy to love me for me and not my wealth. Yes. And you, and I feel that with you, Prem. But then he goes and he gloats back at Amar by just standing outside of the window of the restaurant and hysterically laughing. Yep. That's all he does. No explanation. He just points. And laughs. And some more pointing. And and laughing. But then, aren't they sisters? No. Kind of, but no. See, this is where I was confused, because they were sisters, but why did they switch places? Because I thought that they were sisters. They're not sisters. I don't know. I don't know. No, one of them's the accountant. She's just the accountant. She's not the daughter, or else she would be an heiress. She actually has a job. But at the end, I, like, they were all happy because, like, when the dad, like, he hugs them both and, like, takes care of them both. and I'm sure they're like sisters. I get It was just weird. I thought they were sisters. They made up half of this movie. Um, On set. Yeah. So, um, Ravina, fake Ravina, is like, oh, so Prem is laughing because it seems that Krishna has told him who she is and guess what I'm I'm not who you want I'm I'm Krishna I'm the accountant apparently yep I have no money stop spending money that I don't have but love me but I love you it is Krishna yes charisma charisma I've been saying her name wrong the whole time because I think it was spelled differently than it is here on the IMDb's. Oh. Charisma. Can we just call her Khaleesi? She's like Charisma Carpenter. Ooh, that's a good one. My apologies to the filmmakers. I think it was spelled differently in the... Subtitles? Subtitles. Which they do, on occasion, spell the names a little differently. Anyway, so yeah, now Ravina's Charisma... And Christmas, Ravina. Yes. So we flopped. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that her daddy has an evil twin, and he's been the bad guy this whole time. And Crime Master Gogo is with the hitman, and he wants the diamonds. He wants all the diamonds. Uh, Amar gets a note from that third guy saying Ravina, or whoever he was with... <laughs> Yeah. Quote, quote, Ravina is gone to commit suicide. (laughs) Oh, I missed that part. So he goes to find her where he's, she said that she was going to go kill herself, but she didn't. And she's like, your love for me is fake. You really wanted Ravina and I'm not the one you want. I'm Chris Charisma. And he's like, but I do love you. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for one. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe any of this in the movie. The only thing I believe in for this movie is the musicals. (laughs) That is the only thing that makes my heart happy. And I have an understanding and level playing field with. I believe that um, actual Ravina was into Prem. Yes. So it didn't matter what Amar did. He was never going to get actual Ravina. Right. But it doesn't matter. You're supposed to love who you love. Yeah. So, like, 
they're kind of mad at each other. Other couples kind of mad, but they all like hang out together and it's all right. Like they, they all become a, they become a gang because they're like, okay, you're you and you're you and we're fine, so everything's fine. <laughs> but then and then the, and then the dad shows up, the real dad, the real dad, Mister Dad. He shows up and the daughter 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 wants them to meet. He is like in charge of each. She is like a daughter. Yeah. Pretty much. That's why I was confused because he like. He is deciding who gets to marry her. Yes. He's like her governor or whatever, which means that he has to provide a dowry for her. He's got 500 million rupee. In diamonds. In diamonds. Why did you convert all your life savings to diamonds and just have them in a bag? (laughs) Oh, what the girl is going to do? How am I going to get my dowry out of these diamonds? Apparently, you can go to the bank there and exchange diamonds for cash money. They probably were blood diamonds. I'm sorry. I see the world through a very disturbing lens. So the dad shows up. They have to meet. He's got to meet the boys. But he's a strict businessman. And they don't... He doesn't like anything. (laughs) He's a daddy. He's... He's a daddy. He's protecting his little girls. So they make a plan to kidnap him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which the girls overhear. Yep. But then, so they dress up in disguises. Yeah, and then the dad... Oh. First I was like, the dad finds a hitman, but then I said, no, it's Tasia impersonating the dad. Yeah. So it's like, he's on the premises, too. There's that kidnap where the... I thought they were, okay, were those other guys Amar and Prem's dads? I feel like one of them definitely was. Maybe. There was the guy that Prem kept hiding, but I thought that was the other guy on the bus. I thought that the second round of guys helping out were the dads, but I have no idea. I can't confirm nor deny. These two other guys. Yep. <laughs> they Prem, Amar, Amar and Prem get these two other guys. To first kidnap, oh, I'm just going to call him Sir, because I didn't write down his name, because it was like three names long. Tasia's brother? Yes. <laughs> the not evil twin? Yes. Daddy. So they knock him out, but then the hitmen knock out those two guys. So when they get the phone call, it's like an actual kidnapping. He's been actually kidnapped, and they want a lot more money. Charisma sees... Prem and Amar like cheering like yeah and that she says we'll teach them a lesson da, da, da. to Ravina yeah because she thinks that they've kidnapped they're kidnapping her her father and they're gonna like make them learn but then it's really that their father has actually been kidnapped yeah by evil people yeah so Tasia calls to negotiate the drop-off but that doesn't work out and then the bad guys interrogate the dad i don't know this is when i got really low on notes they meet with the money and tasia instead of giving so they bring the money they only had seven thousand instead of 50 yeah but a part of the plan was to get tasia in the house to get the diamonds so tasia doesn't he exchanges himself. First he's disguised and then he comes out and he looks exactly like the dad. 
Yeah. And so his he brother. acts like the dad. Yep. Yeah, and then they're concerned. Yeah, they're talking with the girls, and they're like, Dad has changed a lot. He's drinking. He's... Philandering. Yeah, he's swearing. I don't know. He's doing bad things. Yeah. So, Prem and Amar invade the bad guy's lair, and they they see... They see double. <laughs> Which they didn't, like, realize. Like, f- at first, when they first saw the, the two... Well, the dad, the evil twin dad, um, he was, like, feeding grapes and drinking with these, like, hot women. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, stunned, and they're like, we're so glad we didn't bring the girls with us, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you can look over, like, two feet, and that's where the dad is, stuck in a cage. Yeah. And they didn't, like, refer, they didn't catch that right away. It was, like, a good chunk of the scene before they realized oh my god he's in the cage this is when the movie got real slow and real dumb yeah for some reason like halfway through the movie prem becomes like eric matthews in the later seasons of Boyd's <laughs> world <laughs> with the hair well the oh, hair no, with with the just the dumbness Ex- so much dumbness <laughs> he lost several iq points during the movie See, Eric at least was endearing. Yeah. Prim was not. Will Friedel come save us? Tasia, ta- Tasia enters the dad's cell to like mock him or whatever. But then the dad knocks him out with a pipe that was in his jail cell. <laughs> I thought he like had detached his bed or something. It was weird. It was off screen. How am I to know where this thing came from? A lot of these things were off screen. Like a lot of They shot a lot in a wide. Yeah. Like a medium wide. They were just like, let's everybody get close together. Okay, go. Do something. Make it happen, people. So he escapes. But then he runs into Prem and Amar, who knock him out and put him into the cell. And Tasia locks them in. So now Prem, Amar, and the dad are locked in the cell. He's starting to say that they're screw-ups. But then they finally get their backbones yeah. in front of the dad. And they, so when he's calling the names, they tell him to shut up. And this is like what we're going to do. We're going to be fine. And they put a mark on him yeah. <laughs> to distinguish who's who. Which we needed. They're we like desperately needed that. Yeah. They're like, this is not our fault. You have an evil twin brother. That you don't tell anybody about. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, dude? Not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is on you. And he believes them. Mm-hmm. So they get those, those, those goons, those posse goons. They trick them into letting them out, being like, no, this is Tasia. He's in here by accident. You gotta let him out. Because, hello, that's your jobs, you know? Yeah, like, you you are his goons. Let him out. Listen to your master. The actual Tasia has gone to the bank for those diamonds. To retrieve diamonds. To get diamond. All of diamond. Crime Master Gogo, <laughs> who is there again, has kidnapped the girls and the dad, and he wants the diamonds. He's got ransom now on yeah. his mind. <laughs> So we go to Crime Master Gogo's lair. Which is like... A warehouse. Is the warehouse in Footloose? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a random warehouse somewhere in India. In Rocky? It's just... It's just a random warehouse from everywhere. From everywhere the world. But the guys guys are able to fool Crime Master Gogo because he is foolish. He is something. (laughs) 
they get a gun and they start beating people up. Pow, pow, pow. We've got a gun now. So it's like, he's got a gun, but then like, there's a gun randomly on the table and, and Prem picks it up and he's like, I've got a gun now. So now they're, the other guys are like, oh, even though they're surrounded by guns, they're surrounded by guys with like these semi-automatics. He, like, he like does a thing where he like flips it around his head and is like, I've got a gun. He's yeah. like, oh, put it Don't away. Move. Don't yeah. move. Don't. He's like voguing yeah. with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Shaw, saw, saw. <laughs> Can't touch this. No, 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 no. Donna. I would recommend if anybody watches a scene, they watch this scene. scene. Yes. (laughs) Anything in this warehouse, which is the whole rest of the movie, just watch this. Yeah. Do that. You'll get it. Because there's some weirdness that goes on. There's a lot of goodness in this. (laughs) There's a lot of good, but there's a lot of weird. Yeah. So they're able to like beat people up until Prem is an idiot, opens the barrel of the gun, and he's like, oh, there's no bullets in here. And so, like, Crime has to go, go. It's like, oh! And, and Everybody, pick up your guns! Amar, Amar's like, oh, oh, we're just leaving. We're just, we're just little, little birds. birds. <laughs> we're little birds. Oh. Innocent little birds. Innocent. We are children. We want to leave. Yeah. But then Crime Master Gogo wants to shoot them. And he's like, what is your last wish? And I know Prem is like, I wish for you to give me your gun. <laughs> He's like, no. And then the other guy's like, I wish to fight this guy. Yeah. Amar's like, I want to fight him. Can I just kick his ass can, and then you can kill him? Yeah, can I, just, can I just rough him around a little bit? And he's like, okay. So they like scruff each other so up. Prim and Amar fight. Yeah, they're they're roughhousing. But then one of them gets thrown into Crime Master Gogo. And no, it's Prim. Right? Yeah, it's totally Prem. It's either Prem or... I don't remember. Because, like, this is where, like, Prem's the idiot and Amar's, like, the the, the Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, then he ends up he with... Gets, he gets pushed into Crime Master Gogo, who then, like, releases his gun up into the air because he's been touched. Yeah. <laughs> the gun flies through the air. Amar catches it, throws it up in the air again, does this hair sweep, like... Flips his hair back, catches the gun again. <laughs> He's like, "Everybody, put your guns down!" And then, oh, and then insanity ensues. Well, cause then he fires the gun on accident. He's like, "Bang!" He's like, ah! And then Gogo's like, "You idiot! It only had one bullet, bullet in, in it. it. Why did you only have one bullet in it?" So then there's this huge brawl, and then there's this Van Dam kung fu, and then there's. Magic sex pelvis thrusting fighting. This is like <laughs> what was it? It was like inner it was like they were fighting with energy. Yeah. So they like, were like Pow It was like who had the best dance move? Like who could who could block energy waves with their butt quick enough? <laughs> let me bo- let me block this crotch energy. <laughs> Shoving my ass into your crotch and powing you away with a with like a twerk. It was like a twerk. <laughs> they were twerk fighting. They were twerk fighting. It was like okay. So here's what it was like. It, it was like Dragon Ball Z meets interpretive dancing meets magic meets Claude John Claude Van Damme. And that, that was just what it was. <laughs> and at the same time, the two women 
were actually kicking ass yeah. and compiling a pile oh, of the bodies. Guns. They had the guns and they had a pile of gangsters, which they were <laughs> knocking out. Yeah. Well, was it Prim or was it Amar who was crotch fighting? I think it was Prim, but I don't know. I was just... <laughs> what? What? It doesn't I matter. I couldn't understand what was happening. But... Which I don't know why. Okay, this is a stupid, stupid trope. The girls were doing awesome, amazing, right? Right? Yeah. You admit that they were amazing. Yeah. They get themselves captured. How? They're the girls. Yes. So Tasia, he's got them both, and he's got this little pocket knife on them, being like, I'm going to cut the women. Oh, I thought it was like a barber razor. Oh, it was probably a razor. Where does it get from? I don't know. And he's like, give me the diamonds. Apparently, there were two bags of diamonds. Yeah. Which wasn't revealed to us until later on. Yeah, so the guys take out the diamonds. They put them in Prem's hands. And as he's walking, he's like, each one is worth 10 million, right? And like, yeah. And there's, like, enough for everyone here. <laughs> and so, like, all, like, the gangsters are, are, like, encroaching. Gathering around. And then it's just like, whoops! He drops him on the floor. And so everybody goes to the floor, and the guys run away, and then, like, the dad, like, has a heart attack. <laughs> because that's his life savings. Yeah. So everybody leaves, because they've picked up diamonds off the floor. But then, Prem and Amara are like, we've got this separate bag. This is the real diamonds. Those were fake diamonds. And now Sir likes them, because he saved- They saved his money. They saved his money. He didn't like them before with the daughters, but as long as he saved, they save his money. He's good. They're good. But then there's like this weird scene where they're all standing like with guns to one another and they're like, give me the diamonds. Right. Yeah. Gogo has come back now that the diamonds are revealed to be actual and he's got the guns and I don't know how he's got a gun with bullets in it. <laughs> He's like, you give me the diamonds. So they hand him the diamonds. And then Tasia's behind him with a gun to his head. And he's like, give me the diamonds. And then Bala's behind him. He's like, give me the diamonds. And then Robert's behind him. He says, give me the diamonds. And then the police finally show up. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, we will take those diamonds and arrest all of you. We're here to do the last minute work. We're the police. Yay. We, we rock. And roll. And then the dad agrees that they can all get married. The end. Yep. <laughs> there was no big dance number at the end. Nope. Just very disappointed. This is the fourth highest rated Indian film on IMDb. It's something. Yeah. So now we're going to do a, a, a new old segment. We've done this before. We're going to do a dramatic reading. Ashley, you'll be playing the role of Prem. <laughs> and I'll be Amar. And this is actual dialogue. From the film. In English, not Hindi. We In don't English. know that. Right. Where'd you buy that cap from, France? Oh, no. It's from Switzerland. I go there very often. I like the sunsets there. Ah, the cap's very nice, too. It looks good on you. He looks like an ape with a watermelon on his head. Where did you get that red jacket from? Is it a Chandry's and Sons product? No. It must be from America, then. No, I purchased it from New York. Oh, New York. I thought you purchased it from America. He looks like a retired monkey from the circus. Scene. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on this movie, Ashley? I'm glad we watched it because I didn't have a serious, like, what the fuck moment, like, at all this past week. 
that was just a what the fuck moment like okay. it was just like a intent it was like miranda it was just like one of those things that is gonna stick with me forever because i was so thoroughly confused yet entertained mm. it was entertaining yes. put it on for your kids <laughs> put it on for your kids let them try and read subtitles it's good for them ashley you ready to rate this movie yes i'm going to rate this movie two laxatives oh that's a good one it goes along with mine. Oh, what did you rate this? I'm going to rate it two horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Party! <laughs> so, that was fun. Yes, and we are going to watch more Bollywood in the future. Yep. Um. So, next week, we are watching 1994's Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this? I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of those essentials to the rom-com genre. It's, you know, Hugh Grant. Yes. There were a number of Hugh Grant films that were taken off of Netflix in the apocalypse. Yeah, nine months. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is our first taste of Hugh Grant. Uh, About a Boy is one of my favorites of Hugh Grant. Mm. We're, I feel like we're getting now into the romantic comedies i've been avoiding all my life yep this is the 90s 94 and i'm excited to watch it i am too i can't wait it should be a lot of fun mm -hmm. so we have a number of thank yous laura c justine family mm -hmm. i wanted to say it all french like because you know your name's french thank you you're welcome i'd like to thank sam Jimmy and his band, Rebels in Stereo, he commented, and his band, it was nice. Um, Nicole K, my mommy, Aaron R, Bill S, Ezra R, Nick C, So I Married a Movie Geek Podcast, Leah, Mariah G, That's So 90s Podcast, Nessa, Two Girls, One Film Podcast, Jenny Fish, and Tomris L. So if you want to be added to that list... And maybe have me butcher your name because I do that a lot. <laughs> you can listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And we can also be contacted, messaged, or just followed in a creepy stalker fashion mm. on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast. A romantic comedy fashion. <laughs> Here's your best stalker montage. Ooh, I like it. So yeah, that's it for this week. And we'll we'll be back. See you next week. We'll be back. Hopefully not with such a long movie. We survived. We survived. I will survive. As long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. <laughs> I got all my love to give. I got all my life to live. I will survive. I'll survive. Ooh. Yeah!